another edition of the American Scouser podcast, where Liverpool make it eight wins out of eight at the start of the Premier League. And I've also now won 17 games on the bounce in the league. I've got Tim, I've got Chris, I've got Gordo. Gordo, I come to you soon as you made us wait. What's your reckon about that uh, result today, mate? Oh, that was huge. Uh, another win where we had to dig deep. Uh, it wasn't as bad as giving up three goals, but I think this was definitely our toughest match of the Premier League even before the ball was kicked. So to come away with three points, especially after uh, giving up that one goal, that's phenomenal. And the way that we did it too. I mean, James Milner's ice cold. That man is fantastic. He's <laughs> uh, literally, Chris, amazing, amazing game. Thought we dominated. And let me get your thoughts, mate. What do you think? Yeah, I think the score the score kind of flattered Leicester a little bit. Um, I mean, they got the goal. I mean, it was pretty much, with the exception of the uh, the one chance before, it was like pretty much their first shot on target. Um, yeah, this team, we're going to win the league. Just looking at this team now. <laughs> we're going to win the league. We are. I mean, looking at it, like this is a game that we drew last season. It was 1-1 yep. last season. You know what I mean? We absolutely played them off the pitch today. Um, there was a little blip in the second half where we kind of went to sleep again like we did against Salzburg. Um, but, yeah, the fact that we're, we're now able to grind out these wins, I knew there was another goal coming. I always, felt, I always felt like we'd have another chance, Tim. Um, I thought Virgil van Dijk had that chance with the header. And then, out of nowhere, can you explain to me what Mark O'Brien is actually doing? Uh, <laughs> I know, but thank God, thank him for that move. I mean, honestly, like it's great tracking back, and he wins the ball and everything. After that, what the hell he's doing? I have no idea. But thank him for that, because that kind of like got us. Out. I mean, I really felt like after. I mean, last week's win, I thought we were kind of lucky because it didn't play well. Whereas this week, if this was a draw, I'd feel like we were the unlucky side because I thought we deserved the win today. We played so much better. Kind of like Chris was telling, saying, like, kind of wasteful. When we had the 1-0 lead and they were really coming at us, we had so many opportunities and so much space on the counter. And just kind of like too casual, just could not click and capitalize on that because I felt we could have easily gotten the two and then the game would be over. But kind of let him hang around. And it's a good team to let hang around. You know they were going to get their chances eventually and they made the best of it, really. Yeah, again, you know, I thought... We dominated the game. In effect, I thought we played really well. And Milner has that chance in the first half, which is a bad miss by anyone's standards. Um, you know, and then again, Gordo Sadio Mane gets the first goal. How many times this man get you the most important goal in any football match? He's the easily the, the guy that everyone turns to, and he always seems to score at like the in after the 40th minute. So it's like a huge goal too because. It sort of caps off all the pressure that we put. We're not really good at scoring early. Uh, and it's, we've kind of made this our, our mantra this year is to score right before halftime and kind of screw everything up. And, and we know more or better than anybody, I guess, how uh, flustered Rodgers can get after after a goal that comes so close to a, a halftime speech. So I think it was, uh, it was phenomenal. But the man's on fire. I mean, he sh- probably should have had another in the second half. But... Uh, you can't fault the guy. He's he's everywhere. He's a serious, serious footballer. I think uh, Chris, mate, how good is that pass from James Milner for that first goal, mate? It's next level, isn't it? it? It's ridiculous. And and I was in about three or four different chats with different Liverpool fans. 
uh, and different groups uh, throughout the game. And every there was one person in at least the chat, each chat said the same thing. If that had been De Bruyne, if that had been Silva, if that had been Pogba, yeah. they wouldn't have shut up about it for weeks. It yeah. was ridiculous. Yes, Johnny Evans should have really cleared it. But even then, just the vision to see that run and to put that ball where he did, unbelievable. Yeah, um, Tim, I'll come to you, mate. So we're leading one time. Uh, sorry, leading one nil half time. Uh, we go in, mate. He makes the change at half time, Brendan. Um, a fourth second half, they, they, they showed how much of a really good side they actually are. They may be the third best team in the league at the moment, and they actually showed them. I thought they controlled the ball really well. I thought Leicester came back to, back into it really, really strong. Yeah, I mean they made that change and they were able to get Madison on the ball a lot more, and that dude is pretty good. And when the ball is on his feet, you know he makes things happen. He makes those switches, and you know like finds the open person on the wing and stuff like that. So they started to become more dangerous. But like I was saying, they also created a lot of space in the back. And we just could not take advantage on the Connors. But that is a really good team. And that's going to be a very tough away game uh, when the time comes, especially the way the game ended this time. But uh, I think they could steal a lot of points. I mean, that team could end up in the top four, especially with the form that United and Spurs are on. The door is wide open to be in the top four. And that's definitely one of the top candidates to be in the top four when the league ends. Definitely, man. You know, I, to get their goal, I thought their goal was brilliant, to be honest. Uh, good. I thought it was well worked. I thought the movement was really good. I just have a little soft feeling that Adrian could do a bit better for the goal. Yeah, he'll be. He made a couple of great saves. There was the, the header that was actually offsides, but he doesn't let it go in. And then there was a run in on Vardy where he just kind of stops it before Vardy can even get a shot off. His positioning was good all day. And then he lets one go through his legs. I think he'll be kicking himself too. So. I don't want to put too much pressure on him because I know that he's probably already putting it on himself. But, yeah, I really think that he definitely could do better there. And I, maybe there was a little bit of confusion as Degsy slides in, uh, maybe thinking there's a, a little bit of a touch there and it might change the direction, but he sort of just gets planted and falls down. So I'm sure he'll be uh, thinking about that one before he puts his head on the pillow tonight. Yeah, uh, Chris, isn't it weird how Daisy Lovren is now back to being the best defender in the world? How good <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Isn't that? Uh, I, I was sitting in work this morning before the game started and, and, and I saw the team sheet come out and I went, oh no. I was like, ah. Oh. If, <laughs> if, if, if Vardy's going to have a, have a party, it's going to be on Lovren. But in fairness, they never really had a lot to do, the defence, uh, until the last sort of 20 minutes. Um I mean, that one tackle he made on Vardy when Vardy tried to cut in on his right, yeah. um, great tackle. But apart from that, they really they weren't really put under that much pressure, uh, to be fair. Um, so my stance still signs with Lovren, you know what I mean? I'm always <laughs> going to panic when I see him in the team sheet. To be honest, please, I, you know, Tim, I think he's got them kind of performances in him. I do rate Lovren. I think he's all right. I think he's a great fortress defender. He kind of showed again. This is why it's important to have a good fourth choice defender. We got Gomez, who's you know, I think he's really harsh not to get the start. I understand he didn't play well midweek, but you got to kind of back the kid. But I also understand where Jurgen's probably went. You know what? I just need to get this win over the line before the international break, and whether I've got to start Lovren, who might be doing well in training, got an out of form. Joe Gomez, I just need to get this win no matter what. 
I thought it was a good move because, you know, instead of putting Gomez in there, who I'm sure after, you know, the game midweek is, you know, slightly not as confident. I mean, you don't want that in the back, especially with the high line that we play. So if somebody is like not very confident and kind of like tries to compensate by lagging a little bit behind and messing up the line, that opens the door for a guy like Jamie Vardy. So you don't want that. Even Lauren, I, I mean, I, Lauren is a good defender. The guy, I mean, I don't know about the world's best, like he thinks, but I mean, he's a good defender. He is prone to an obnoxious error here and there. But I mean, I thought he was great today. And I mean, Chris is not the only one. When I woke up and saw the lineup, um, I mean, that's what everybody was complaining about was Lauren and Milner. And lo and behold, uh, Milner is kind of like the savior for today. And I thought Lauren performed really well. I mean, he cleared a ton of balls coming into the box. Uh, pretty good tackles overall, good on the ball. Uh, my biggest concern when we play home against other teams is we really, my tips, like, skill on the ball coming up forward and finding open people, like, in between lines is precious. And obviously, you don't get that as much from Lauren. But, hey, man, I thought he had an excellent game. I mean, um I think it's good to move on Klopp's part to give him the opportunity. And it kind of keeps all four center backs in the mix. Obviously, Van Dijk is going to be there all the time. But it's good to have these options and the depth, really. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree more. Thought Lovren was great. Um, the other thing I want to touch on is probably our full-back score, though, mate. Trent and Robbo are playing football out of this world at the moment, um, at times. The quality of delivery... Nearly every time, I know Trent over there's a couple in the last five, ten minutes when we're chasing the game, but nearly every time, and it's consistent danger for any defence. Yeah, and they're so pivotal for us going forward because they, they spread the lines, and with somebody like Lester, who also likes playing wide, it sort of forces their their players out wide, and it opens up all those spaces, and they can't connect anything. And... I mean, Robbo almost had another goal. He, he scores on Wednesday, and he almost puts yeah. one in the back of the net today. Uh, it, probably anywhere other than directly at the keeper, and it goes in. But the kid's not a striker, so I, I don't expect him to to have that deaf finish like like Sadio or, or Salah would do in that situation. But and you have to compliment him because this game was a little bit different, and we sort of talked about it when we were chatting. But uh, Salah and, and Mane were both on the right side for probably the first 25 minutes or so. Yeah. And uh, Firmino was still in his normal position. So Robertson was totally out by himself. And I don't. there was nothing that came down that side. So it's just compliment to him because he's getting involved in the attack as well as not letting anything come up that side. And then Ro or Trent on the other side has to deal with the fact that now he's got two forwards in front of him. And he did well to not get in their way as well as provide dangerous crosses all game long. So I, you can't say enough good things about them. And the fact that they're both still so young, I, I just can't wait for the next couple of years. I mean, they're, they could be the best left and right backs in the world by the time they're done. Yeah, I think it's very interesting, actually. Mark um, Gordo touches on there, Chris, is the tactical side. Um, it is mining a salad, basically. I talked about this in the last podcast, cheating, in effect, where the stealing yards on players. I know that's a bit of an NFL reference, but what I'm saying is, is that he trusts Robbo and Milner to do the job of three men on that, on that left-hand side. He's like, well, I can overload the right-hand side and try and, you know, pin back Chilwell and try and pin back Pereira, but just Milner on his own. I think it's really interesting how he does it because 
Sal- I, I looked, I, I scored, I just touched on it the first 30 minutes. Mane and Salah was just swapping positions from the right-hand side. And then Mane we sent it forward for like three, four minutes. Then he'll go back to the right. I thought Mane was excellent on the right-hand side, really protecting Trent as well. When maybe that's another reason yeah. why he done it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Chilwell, Chilwell and, and Ricardo are, are very much a, a big part of, of Leicester's attack and force in the same way that Trent and Robbo are for us. Ricardo especially. Um, you know, I, I think Chilwell's probably the better defender of the two, although Ricardo's stats probably read differently. But I, I think that was the thing. Keep keep those two out of the game. Uh, keeping them out of the game also kind of keeps Madison out of the game because he uses them as outlets a lot, where he moves around the pitch a lot, and he'll use them, little one-twos, to go around players and create space. So he didn't have that outlet with the, with us pinning their, their their fullbacks. So the tactics worked in the first half, and then when he brought on Albrighton to give Ricardo a bit more um, support, you uh, started to see them come into the game a bit more because Ricardo was getting on the ball more. He was connecting with Madison more. Mm. And then Iosi Perez came in, and there was, you know, a bit more of a connection throughout the middle there. So, yeah, we, we did well up, up until the 60th minute, and then, you know, those changes sort of started to take effect. But, yeah, the, there, there's just that, that thing about stealing yards. We just have this. We're, we're the best. We are probably the best counter-pressing team on the planet right now. Yeah. Uh, and every every single one of those players, uh, even the strikers, you look at Bobby Firmino, Bobby Firmino's tackling stats are as good as any defender in the league. You know, um, yeah, yeah. and that just speaks volumes for how we play football and, and stealing the ball high up the pitch is, is, you know, why we're so successful and why the defenders don't have as much pressure on them, you know. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I want to come and come into our resident Turkish guy to talk about their resident Turkish guy, who I'm going to butcher his name anyway, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, Suyunku, Tim, is that correct? Not even close, buddy. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, Rob. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Come on, can you pronounce it for me? It's actually Soyunju. Soyunju. Yeah, because okay. he has those like dots above the U, which makes it like a U. I didn't even know that. I thought it was Soyunju all this time myself, but I guess it's Soyunju, who is pretty good. But I'll let you head out with the question first. We'll call him Lord Park. What are Shrek? Who I think he looks like. Um, Lord Park was <laughs> <who> played <laughs> centre back for Leicester. He's a bit um, taller. <laughs> Tim, I thought he was excellent. I thought he was really good. I thought he closed down the space really well. I thought he really, especially in the first half, he was getting over to help Chilwell out a lot. Just doing the basic stuff really, really well. And I think when um, when they look at it, I think, fucking hell, we sold Maguire for 85 million and we've got a guy who's probably better than him. Yeah, I mean, what a smart move, right? They're like, yeah, you want 85 million because we got this guy ready to go. And I, I can't remember how much they got him for, but it's not a whole lot, to be honest with you, because oh, he didn't oh. even come from like a big club initially when he went to Europe before coming over to the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, the kid is good. Uh, very promising, actually. For Turkey, we have like two really good young center backs for the next decade because the other kid actually plays for Juventus now. But anyway, uh, I thought he did really well because we're talking about, you know, Mane and Salah on the same wing. And, you know, Chalar had to, like, slide over there. And he plays it safe, let's face it. I mean, you know, he didn't mess around. He was kind of, like, you know, afraid of Salah's pace. So when the hit, you know, when the shit hit the fan, he just, you know, kicked it out of bounds. He didn't mess around with it because he knows. And that's the thing, you know, we don't like playing against center backs like that who just constantly, like, kick it away. 
like, you know, take the throw and we'd rather have him try to do something so that counter pressing that Chris is talking about can come into effect and we can steal the ball. So when a center back constantly just plays it safe and like kicks it out of bounds, it makes it harder on us. But yeah, I thought he did really well. I mean, that Leicester City is extremely smart in the way they do business. And you look at the team, you look at that starting lineup, and that's pretty darn impressive. And no doubt where they are. I mean, they are where they are in the league right now. Definitely. Um, Gordo, I'll call for yourself, mate. So we get to the, the 93rd minute. I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? A point isn't even that bad. A point's not awful against Leicester. I've got a feeling because Leicester, Man City struggled against them last year. They lost at the King Power. It took a Vincent Company worldie to beat them towards the end of the season. They might get shutting off City. And then Marv Albrighton decides to do what he does. We give the penalty. It is a penalty, isn't it? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Before we even started this podcast, I just realized I probably sent about 20 or so tweets to people I don't know. Just tell them to fuck off because... (laughs) (laughs) So that's why you were late to the party. You were telling people to fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, I just kept going there saying, oh, it's it's soft or whatever. And then an Evertonian is commenting, yeah, it's soft, but but it's a foul. And I'm like, there you go, case closed. If he says it, it's it's got to be good. But I, it's 1-1 in after the 90th minute with a win streak on the line with a team that is dying to become Premier League champions, and you do it to a forward. There's contact. He's going to go down. There's not, and there's VAR, which reviewed it. If it's a dive, then you'd think that they would rescind it. There's no way it's a dive for me. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It is a penalty, Chris. Um, when I look back at the penalty, mate, we, the open player in the Liverpool box was Adam Lallana. What a story that would have been if he would have got the winner, mate, if he passed it. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> what a story that would have been. That, that would have been crazy. But, yeah, no, I mean, you, you have to think as well. Like, Lallana was part of that break. It was his header that went to, yeah. to Origi. Origi made the break. Albrighton actually did well to get back and win the ball. Um, Why didn't you just but, let it go through? Yeah, I think, I think, I don't know if, did Schmeichel give him a shout? Did he give Schmeichel the shout? I'm not too sure. It looked like there was a bit of confusion between the two. And then it it just sort of, it looked like Schmeichel was just going to come and claim and he stopped. Mm. And then, and it was just, it was just simply clumsy. It was just clumsy defending. He turned, he thought he could get his foot on the ball and he kicked Sadio on the back of the leg. It's a clear penalty. It's a soft penalty, but it's a clear penalty. And uh, yeah. and anybody anybody that says any different, I mean, you look at it, the replays in the VAR, he kicks him in the back of the leg. Sadio had control of the ball. It's a clear penalty for me. Yeah, Tim, as soon as he goes down, he gives the penalty, mate. I'm trying to work out if Milner's still on the pitch because there's no one else in yeah. that position, mate, <laughs> do I want other than James Milner. Yeah, I mean, that was my thing. I'm like, he didn't take Milner out, right? Because initially, like, when we were talking during the game, we figured it would be Genie or Milner coming out probably for a handle in midfield. And yes, smart move to keep Milner in there. I mean, man, that guy, like I say, it's amazing. When everybody sees him in the lineup, nobody is like, oh, hell yeah, Milner is playing. But he delivers over and over again. I mean, obviously, you know, physically, like speed-wise and stuff, he's not very gifted. But man, in terms of like effort and how tough he plays physically again, like using his body, I mean, he's amazing. And he was so calm. I mean, like I say, there's no one else you want behind that ball, but I mean, I could barely look at the screen myself, so doesn't yeah. matter. That, that's just me, though. It doesn't matter who's taking the penalty. Ice in the veins from James Milner, mate. He might not get the fucking plaudits he deserves, but today, mate, he's got an assist. He's got the goal in Liverpool. Go and get three points again, Gordo. Give me your man of the match. Man of the match is Sadio Mane, for sure. I think he was 
without him, you don't have the the force that we were, had pressing forward. I think Salah's a bit off off pace. I feel he's just a lot of wayward passing. The ideas are there, but he's just not he's not clicking. So and Firmino, I don't know if he celebrated his birthday too hard, but uh, he was pretty non-existent up there, which is really unusual for him. So I say Mane. Uh, yeah, Mane with Milner, a very close second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, same with you? Uh, yeah, I would say Mane. I mean, not only going forward, but, but how many times did you see him like, track back down and make some key tackles back there on like, Chilwell. So uh, Milner comes mighty close with the assist and the you know, cool penalty at the end, but overall performance-wise, I would say Sadio. Yeah, man, I think I've got to agree with you, lads, to be honest. Just a little special shout-out to Fabinho again. I thought it was really, really good. And by the way, we can a little shout out for the tackle on Salah. He went off injured. Listen, oh. you know it's, it. It doesn't look great. Uh, I, you know, I just think it's going to be. We've got a couple of weeks now till our next game. He'll probably stay at Melwood. He'll do it. But you know what, mate? I can I don't. I have no qualms with the tackle at all. Hamza Chaldi has to make the tackle, lads. Chris, I come to you on it. He has to make the tackle. He has to. And if yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't make the tackle, it's two 0 and if I was Fabinho, mate, I'd want him to do exactly the same to their player. I completely agree. Completely agree. Listen, this is the game. This is what happens. Players get hurt. Players get kicked. You know, it, like you said, if that had been Fabinho, we, we all would have been like, yeah, he did the right thing. You know, so mm-hmm. you can't, you know, it, it just it's just sad that, you know, Salah had to go off injured. You know, but it, it's just part of the game, you know. Exactly, mate. It's probably the only sour note, guys, today. I think we'll leave it there. Just a little quick one, guys. We'll do our little Premier League pre- uh, review, sorry. Middle of the week. The Reds, are eight, the Reds have won 8-8. Eight eight. They've won 17 league games on the bounce. <laughs> are we serious? Are we yeah. having a serious conversation? We're eight points clear at the greatest side ever assembled. Are we having a serious conversation about what's about to happen? We just played the third best team in the league and we beat them. Who I fought with the third best team in the league just went to Brighton and conceded three. Are we serious? Guys, these are the best days of your life. <laughs> Rebel in it. Rebel in it. The biggest thing that we lose Liverpool fans can moan about at the moment is that Joel Massive's FIFA stats are not high enough. That's the only <laughs> thing we've got to moan about. This is how perfect it is to be a Liverpool fan. Have a great weekend, lads, and keep on being unbearable. See yes. you later. Up the red, guys. We're going to win the league.